Welcome to Stories of Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast, vast world of Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where death sometimes meets its prey with song. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this as my own personal project, audiobook of League stories and lore. This week's story is Karthus, the Death Singer. Wow! Uh, <clears throat> that wasn't my impression, though I know it was unmistakable. Here's my actual terrible impression. Death is not the end of the journey. It is just the beginning. Holy crickets, y'all. This is the 50th episode of Stories of Terra. It's not been 50, like, count them episodes because I did the miniseries, I think, at the end of last year. And then I've done an extra champ or two like I've done some double ups but anyway wow 50 episodes thank you guys so much for following along maybe we can figure out something when we get to 100 to do something super special or I don't know whatever hit me up let me know uh, appreciate everyone that's been following along share with your buddies friends and let's see if we can get another 50 after Karthus after all I haven't finished all the champions yet and they just released another one and they're they're going to release another one. Anyway, thanks again. And let's get straight into the biography and the story of Carthus, the Death Singer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The harbinger of oblivion, Carthus is an undying spirit whose haunting songs are a prelude to the horror of his nightmarish appearance. The living fear the eternity of undeath, but Carthus sees only beauty and purity in its embrace, a perfect union of life and death. When Carthus emerges from the Shadow Isles, it is to bring the joy of death to mortals, an apostle of the unliving. Carthus was born into abject poverty in the sprawl of dwellings built beyond the walls of the Noxian capital. His mother died at the moment of his birth, leaving his father to raise him and his three sisters alone. They shared a crumbling, rat-infested almshouse with scores of other families, subsisting on a diet of rainwater and vermin. Of all the children, Carthus was the best ratter, and regularly brought gnawed corpses for the cookpot. Death was commonplace in the slums of Noxus, and many mornings began with the wailing of bereaved parents who woke to discover their child cold and lifeless beside them. Carthus learned to love these laments, and would watch, fascinated, as the tallymen of kindred notched their staves and bore the bodies from the almshouse. At night, the young Carthus would sneak through the cranth rooms, 
seeking those whose lives hung by a thread, hoping to witness the moment their soul passed from life to death. For years, his nightly travels were fruitless, as it was impossible to predict exactly when a person would die. He was denied witnessing the moment of death until it reached his own family. Outbreaks of disease were frequent in such cramped confines, and when Carthus's sisters sickened with the plague, he watched them over intently. While his father drowned his grief, Carthus was the ever-dutiful brother, caring for his sisters as the disease consumed them. He watched each of them as they died, and a sublime connection seemed to reach into him as the light faded from their eyes, a yearning to see what lay beyond death and unlock the secrets of eternity. When the tallymen came for the bodies, Carthus followed them back to their temple, asking them question after question about their order and the workings of death. Could a person exist at the moment where life ends but before death begins? If such a liminal moment could be understood and held, might the wisdom of life be combined with the clarity of death? The tallymen quickly recognized Carthus's suitability for their order, and he was inducted into their ranks, first as a digger of graves and a pyre builder, before ascending to the rank of a corpse collector. Carthus guided his bone cart craft around the streets of Noxus to gather the dead every day. His dirges quickly became known throughout Noxus. Mournful laments that spoke to the beauty of death and the hope of what lay beyond was something to be embraced. Many a grieving family took solace in his songs, finding a measure of peace in his heartfelt elegies. Eventually, Carthus worked in the temple itself, tending to the sick in their final moments, watching as whatever death had laid its claim upon them took its due. Carthus would speak to each person laid before him, ushering their souls into death in search of further wisdom in their fading eyes. Eventually, Carthus reached the conclusion that he could learn no more from mortals, that only the dead themselves could answer his questions. None of the dying souls could tell what lay beyond, but whispered rumors and tales told to frightened children echoed of a place where death was not the end. The Shadow Isles. Carthus emptied the temple's coffers and bought passage to Bilgewater, a city plagued by a strange black mist said to draw souls to a cursed island far out at sea. No captain was willing to take Carthus to the Shadow Isles, but eventually he came upon a raw, sodden fisherman with a mountain of debts and nothing to lose. The boat plied the ocean for many days and nights until a storm drove them onto the rocks of an island that appeared on no charts. A black mist rolled out from a haunted landscape of gnarled trees and tumbled ruins. The fisherman freed his boat and turned its prow in terror for Bilgewater, but Carthus leapt into the sea and waded ashore, steadying himself with his notched tally staff. He proudly sang the lament he had prepared for the moment of his own death, and his words were carried on a cold wind to the heart of the island. The black mist flowed through Carthus, ravaging his flesh and spirit with ancient sorcery, but such was the force of his desire to transcend mortality that it did not destroy him. Instead, it remade him and Carthus was born anew in the waters of the island as a fleshless revenant. Revelation filled Carthus as he became what he always believed he should have been, a being poised at the threshold of death and life. The beauty of this eternal moment, 
filled him with wonder as the wretched spirits of the island rose to behold his transformation, drawn to his passion like predators scenting blood in the ocean. Finally, Carthus was where he belonged, surrounded by those who truly understood the boon on death truly was. Filled with righteous zeal, he knew he had to return to Valoran and share his gift with the living to free them from petty mortal concerns. Carthus turned, and the black mist bore him over the waves to the fisherman's boat. The man fell to his knees before Carthus, begging for his life, and Carthus granted him the blessing of death, ending his mortal suffering and raising him up as an immortal spirit as he sang his lament for the passing souls. The fisherman was the first of many such souls Carthus would free, and soon the death singer would command a legion of unliving wraiths. To Carthus's awakened senses, the Shadow Islands was in a state of apathetic limbo, where the blessings of death were squandered. He would galvanize the dead in a crusade to bring the beauty of oblivion to the living, to end the suffering of mortality and usher in a glorious age of undeath. Carthus has become the emissary of the Shadow Isles, the herald of oblivion whose laments are paeans to the glory of death. His legions of unbound souls join with his funeral dirges, their haunting song reaching beyond the black mist to be heard on the cold nights over graveyards and charnel houses all across Valoran. And now for the story uh, on Carthus's page on the Universe Wiki. This one is entitled Burial at Sea, and it is by... Graham McNeil The sea was mirror smooth and dark. A pirate's moon hung low on the horizon as it had for the last six nights. Not so much as a whisper of wind stirred the air, only that damned dirge carried on from who knew where. Vianax had sailed the oceans around Noxus long enough to know that seas like this only ever presaged ill fortune. She stood on the Dark Will's foredeck, training her spyglass on the far ocean, searching for anything that she could use to plot their position. Nothing but sea in all directions, she said to the night. No land in sight and no stars I recognize. Our sails are empty of wind. The oar decks have rowed for days, and no matter which way we turn, land never comes, and the moon neither wanes nor waxes. She took a minute to rub the heels of her palms against her face. Thirst and hunger growled in her belly, yet the constant darkness had made it impossible to accurately gauge the passage of time. The Dark Will wasn't even her ship. She'd been its first mate until a frail Yordian reaver's axe had split Captain Medoc's skull and given her a sudden promotion. The captain and fifteen other Noxian warriors were laid within sewn-up hammocks on the main deck. The growing stench rising from the bodies was the only consistent measure of time's passing. She lifted her gaze to the open ocean and her eyes widened as she saw a thick, black mist rising from the water. Shapes moved in the mist, lambent suggestions of clawed arms and gaping mouths. That damned dirge rang out over the water again louder now and accompanied by the dolorous peals of a funeral bell. The black mist, she said. All hands on deck! 
She turned and vaulted down the, the main deck, running for the quarter deck and the ship's wheel. Not only could she do anything to move the ship, but she'd be damned if she'd be found anywhere else. A haunting lament for lost souls drifted over the ship as men stumbled from the below decks, and even as terror shivered her spine, Via Nax couldn't deny the poetry and the sound. Tears pricked her eyes and ran down her cheeks, not in fear, but from infinite sadness. Let me end your grief. The voice in her head was cold and lifeless, the voice of a dead man. It conjured the image of iron-rimmed wheels on a corpse-heaped cart, a knife cutting yet another death mark on a staff. Vianax knew the tales of the black mist. She knew how to avoid the islands brooding beneath the darkness in the east. She thought the ship was far from the Shadow Isles, but she was wrong. She pulled up short as black mist boiled up over the gunwale, bringing with it howls and screeches of dead things. Wraiths spun overhead, a swirling chorus of the damned, and the Dark Will's crew cried out in terror at the sight of them. Vianax drew her pistol and cocked the hammer as a figure loomed from the mist, towering and wide-shouldered, robed in tattered vestments like an ancient prelate, yet his shoulders and gaunt skull were armored as a warrior. A chained book hung at his waist, and he carried a long staff with its haft notched by countless tally marks. Spectral light shone at its tip and burned like a fallen star in the palm of his free hand. Why do you cry? said the creature. I am Cothus, and I bring you a great gift. I don't want your gift, said Vianax, pulling the trigger. Her pistol boomed and fire exploded from the barrel. The shot struck the monstrous wraith, but passed through it without harm. mortals, said Carthus, shaking his helmeted head. You fear what you do not understand, and would turn away from a boon that is freely offered. The monster drifted closer and the dark radiance of his staff bathed the ship's deck in pale, sickly light. Vianax backed away from the wraith's chill as her crew fell before the light, their souls drifting like steam from their bodies. Her heel caught on one of the laid-out hammocks, and she tripped, falling backward onto her haunches. She pushed herself away from Carthus, scrambling over the bodies of her fallen sailors. The hammock beneath her moved. They were all moving, squirming and writhing like fresh-caught fish gasping for air at the bottom of a boat. Tendrils of mist rose from tears in the canvas between the rough stitches and the ship's sailmaker had used to sew them shut. Faces moved in the mist, faces she'd sailed with for years, men and women she'd fought beside. The wraith towered over her, and the dead crew of the Dark Will stood beside him. Their spirit forms limbed in the moonlight. Death is nothing to be feared, Mistress Vionax, said Carthus. It will free you from all your pain. It will lift your eyes from your mundane existence and 
show you the glory of life eternal. Embrace the beauty and wonder of death. Let go of your mortality. You do not need it. He held his hand out, and the light there swelled to envelop her. She screamed as it pressed through her skin into muscle, through bone, and down into her very soul. The wraith clenched his fist, and Vianax cried out as she felt herself being unwoven from the inside out. Let your soul fly free, said Carthus turning to carve another notch in his staff with a sharpened nail. You shall feel no pain, no fear, no desire to feel anything but the beauty of what I have shown to you. Miracles and wonders await mortal. Why? Would you not crave such rapture? No. She said with her last breath, I don't want to see. It is already done, said Carthus. The Death Singer. Wow. Interesting. I don't, you guys, I don't know if you know, I don't actually read these before I actually read them to you. Sometimes I do one or two takes, but um, my first interaction with them is usually when I read them for you guys, which my father actually passed away this previous week and it was a good thing it was um he was had dementia and a number of other ailments which just made his living a living hell to be frank and so i'm quite thankful for that but it's interesting because we meet this character he's associated with a world that is or a part of the rune terran lore that's not necessarily associated with capital G good but more with like evil and vanity but it is interesting to muse on this idea uh, about death being a good thing which reminds me of I've been reading a lot of Stoics lately and they have this saying which is memento mori which is to remember death like death is a thing that we all encounter and so we can walk in that with fear or we can learn to live to each day with like today is a day i have been given whether you're religious or not like you don't have to be religious to have this idea like i woke up this morning and can live today in such a way to try and make the world a better place, to bring flourishing to other people. But to make that type of thought visceral and real, you have to know that there is an end to things. Now, I don't know that the whole, like, Carthus approach to that 
is maybe the best way to think about it. But anyway, that's kind of what I got to thinking about this, particularly since it's been, it would have been about a little over a week since my, my father passed away. And he was a poet, so I, it, doing this kind of reading stuff. I did an audiobook for him called Ride Cowboy Ride. Anyway, so it's um, it's been really cool, and I'm in the middle of like writing his eulogy and whatnot for his service. But yeah. It's not a bad thing to think about death when you think about it in a healthy way. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Again, 50th episode. You guys have been tagging along. You're wonderful. Appreciate it. Share this with your friends if you like it. Leave a rating. It helps make it bigger so more people can see and uh, hopefully other people can enjoy it. I'm thinking when I'm done with all the champions and all the alternate lore or if I get more time on my hands, which I don't know if that'll ever happen, of doing a podcast where I re-listen to these episodes and then muse philosophy and whatnot, kind of like I just did. Anyway, be thankful that you get tomorrow, even in the midst of all difficulty. So, yeah, memento mori. And uh, I'll catch you guys next week. Ha, ha, ha.